This is the Workday Red Zone on the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. How's everybody doing today? A bright, shiny Monday afternoon, straight up at 12 o'clock. I don't know what's going on with my voice here. It better work itself out. We have so much to talk about. Today was one of those days, last night, one of those nights where you're just like, I am I'm pretty thankful to be a sports fan right now. I hope you guys are in the same mindset that I am because, again, we've got a lot to throw at you. Today, between noon and 2 o'clock, of course, it's the Workday Red Zone. We appreciate you tuning in here on the Ticket Radio Network. And, uh, of course, in addition to all the numerous places you can find us on the radio dial, you can take us with you on the go. You can just type 953theticket.com into your browser and listen online. Also, there's an app for that. It's called TuneIn. Download it. Search for KDA, and you can listen uh, wherever that you're at, wherever your phone has service. If you want to shout at us today, that's really easy. 870-930-3776 is the number on the Ritter Communications hotline. You can also reach out on social media, facebook.com slash 95.3. The ticket is one place to go or on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. You can search for today's poll question, which already some of you sharing your hot takes, at Kara underscore Richie, uh, or use that hashtag WDRZ. Hey, I'm Kara. I am... Joined in studio by producer and A-State women's basketball voice, Cade Carlton. Good afternoon. Busy week on the week on the road last week. We're yeah. Glad to have him back. Thank you again to Andrew Bowen for filling in. But a lot to catch up with on, a uh, lot to catch up on with some A-State hoops. Yeah. Uh, it was a, uh, it wasn't the best of weekends in terms of, uh, in terms of results, but uh, two more arenas in the sunbelt knocked out so we got that going there you go well and and a, and a nice little 3 a.m arrival home on sunday morning well fine as long <laughs> as you napped and were able to stay up long enough to watch football last night oh okay. yeah i mean I, I i slept in and then watched ozark and watched football in between so it was a good day yesterday That's, yeah it does sound like a good day that's a lot, a lot going on there uh to throw the results at the weekend uh from the weekend at you before we get started with our question of the day uh, it is three wins in a row for Arkansas State men's basketball as they got that win in Jonesboro Saturday, 67-60 to over Texas State. So the Red Wolves now sitting atop the Sunbelt Conference standings. Uh, Omir just does Omir things. I- I'm running out of ways to describe how he plays and how good he is and how much you need to go see him. He recorded his seventh straight double-double. It was 23 points and 13 rebounds. Desi Seals also with a fantastic game. He scored 21. So A-State is now sitting at... 13 wins and four losses. It is the best record through 17 games for the program since the 88-89 season. Obviously, a lot of A-State hoops talk to catch up on later on in the program. It was a setback for the A-State women's team uh, Saturday on the road at Troy. 79-72 was your final there. Lauren Pendleton leading all players with a career-high 21 points. Fans can hear the latest on both teams in tonight's Live with the Red Wolves. At Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive, coaches Mike Bellotto and Destiny Rogers will answer your fan questions from 6 to 7. Also, they'll have some special player guests out there for you. I know Morgan Wallace is on the slate tonight. Uh, Desi Seals as well. So some fun guests tonight coming up for Live with the Red Wolves. Uh, 6 to 7 is when that program runs. If you can't make it out, you can listen in 
on 107.9 K-Fine and that K-Fine app. Also over the weekend, it took overtime, but Arkansas did avenge its earlier season loss to Texas A&M 76-73, the final from Bud Walton Arena, JT Note, uh, leading the team there with 17 points. Grizzlies also coming up short over the weekend, just uh, still shorthanded. It might be a second before they get back in the win column. Man, what a weekend. Uh... You know, you had, after how not that entertaining the wild card weekend was in the NFL, you kind of had higher hopes this weekend for just more competitive games and more compelling matchups. Just looking at the teams that were involved, looking at the quarterbacks that were involved, there were so many fun storylines that, that went into Saturday and Sunday. But that being said, look, who who expected what we saw? I, I think several of you expected close games. But we saw four consecutive playoff games end on walk-off plays. The the three game-winning field goals and a game-winning overtime touchdown. And somehow it's like every single game set the bar just a little bit higher for what would follow. And every single game that followed delivered. And somehow, someway, we got to witness an instant classic last night between Kansas City and Buffalo. The teams combined for an absurd amount of points in the final two minutes. And every single thing that happened, you're just sitting there shaking your head. I was pacing my living room. No rooting interest whatsoever in either one of these teams. I think my dog was legitimately concerned by how much anxiety I had in the final couple minutes of that game. But it was just so, so, so good and so incredible. And just all of the people that continued to step up play after play after play was amazing. But at the end of the day, as I think everybody is aware, it was the Chiefs that were able to win that game in overtime. They won it uh, following the coin flip. Buffalo never had a, a chance to answer in OT. And uh, it was a, a game with a lot of twists and turns that, again, went Kansas City's way in the end. So pretty much after that game last night, I feel like almost everybody is in one of two camps. That was a really long-winded intro, intro to throw out our KavanaughCars.com question. But I want to know today. I want to know what camp you're in today. Did you wake up today and think, man, the NFL overtime rules are trash? Or did he think, Bill should have made a stop? 13 seconds should not have been too much time left on the clock. But it was. It was. Patrick Mahomes was able to get his team in field goal range faster than Dak Prescott could run a draw play. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 13 seconds should not have been. Too much time, but it was. So, you don't get to say today, it's, oh, it's a little a column A and a little a column B, which, I mean, look, honestly, that's true. But I want you to pick one today. You're either mad at the overtime rules or you put this one on the bills. They should have stepped up. They should have made a play uh, as the clock was ticking down. We will obviously go over every single last one of these games because they were all amazing and mind-blowing. Also, throughout the course of the program, uh, we're going to talk some A-State hoops with you, both what happened for uh, the men over the weekend in Hour 1, what happened with the women in Hour 2. There's also just a couple of tidbits of, of A-State football news to throw your way, a couple of dashes of Sunbelt news, and some way, somehow, we're going to cross our fingers that we can get through this slate and talk plenty to you all in two hours. Being completely unrealistic that we're <laughs> going to do that, but hey. We've got high hopes for today, so why not dream big? Chuck's with us on the phone. How are you today? 
I'm doing good, Karen. How about yourself? Hey, doing good. Thanks for calling. Hey, as far as your question of the day, I hate NFL's overtime rule. Okay. I mean, in the playoffs especially, you know, I think both teams should get a chance to to uh, mount a drive. Sure. You know, no matter what. Uh, yes, 13 seconds you would think was enough, man, because I thought it was. I was celebrating too early. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, I, I wanted the Bills to win, man. Yeah. I really did. I'm tired of seeing Kansas City in the AFC championship game. But it is what it is. I mean, you know, they're not going to they're not going to change it, but it is what it is. So so since you since you want to see it changed, I want to know how you would change it. What would you do differently? Me, I would adopt or adopt the uh, college rule. Either put them on the 50 or put them on the 20 and let them drive 80 yards or 50 yards. You know? Okay. And after, say, which I don't like colleges after, I think, what is it, two overtimes, they, they automatically just line up and go for two. I don't think they should, have, they should do that. But, you know, they, they are professionals, so why not mount a full drive from, like, the, you know, the 80 or the 50 or the 20 or the 50? You know, that's the way I would like to see it. Wouldn't that be fun for you? I mean, look, here is my hot take today on the program. I have no issue with the NFL overtime rules. And I know this is an opinion that, look, I'm I'm already getting (laughs) a lot of different feedback for. But it just, this is not some giant hill I'm going to die on that that they're good or bad or whatever. I'm just kind of indifferent about it. Would it have been awesome? For Buffalo to be able to get have a possession last night, sure. And, and and look, it'd be awesome if that game was still going on today. That was one of those games that you just did not want to see end for either Allen or Mahomes because they played so 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 incredibly well. But yes, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. So uh, as far as the the things you throw throughout though, if they were going to do kind of an alternating possession thing, kind of like in college, um, I'd like to see the team start at the fifty. Yeah, you know, I would too. But, I mean, you could start at the 20 and make it a little interesting, but. But in a game, it, and look, not every game's going to go like last night's game did. But if if you had, in last night's game, if you alternated possession starting at the 20 or 25, we'd still be watching football right now. Those, <laughs> those offenses yeah. were just unstoppable last night. Well, especially the last quarter or the yeah. last two minutes, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wouldn't you say those were probably the best playoff games we've had in a long time this weekend? I can't remember. You know, you can remember different individual games that stand out, but I don't remember a weekend like that. You know, I, I just don't. And I actually, today was one of those days that I went back and made sure to really read through every single recap. Because even though I watched all four games, there was just so much cool stuff. I was trying to remember, all right, you know, which I was just trying to make sure I had it all right in my head, you know, which kicker made which game-winning play from which yard line and, and whatever. We don't get weekends like that as sports fans. I mean, that that was epic. No, we don't, man. It, 
And every game was close. It was exciting. Yeah. I think. You know, I mean, Tom had a great comeback yesterday. I hate to see him lose. But, you know, it happened. Now, my question to you, do you what do you see happening with Tom and Aaron Rodgers now? Do you think they retire or do you think they they sign with their same team or go to a different team? I think Aaron Rodgers continues to play somewhere else. I think I'm really on the fence about Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, because on the one hand, like what what in the world does he still have to play for? He's going to go down in when he walks off the field for the final time. He's going to go down in history as the best to ever do it right now. I, I don't know if if the last thing he has to play for is if he is just trying to expand on his legacy so much that it is completely and totally uncatchable. Because right now you've already got Mahomes kind of Mahomes is lurking if he stays healthy, if he can continue to have the supporting cast around him that he has right now. So so what else is left for Brady? Is he just trying to make sure that his legacy is is unreachable? Because that's it. Right now, you're the best. You've won more than anybody else, and, and that's it, period, hands down. And you've done it without Belichick now. So what is left? True, true. Now, let me ask you another question, then I'll get off of here. Do you think that Mahomes and Josh Rosen, or Allen, I'm sorry, are? can you compare them to – because, you know, when Peyton was having his problems on getting to the – Super Bowl, he had to go through Tom. Yeah. And Tom always had his number. Yeah. And now it looks like Mahomes has got Josh Allen's number. Can you do you compare them two together? I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad about it because Brady versus Manning was a phenomenal, phenomenal storyline yeah. for a long time in the NFL. So if if that's what we're gonna get, if we're gonna get these guys facing off against each other multiple times in their career de- delivering epic battles then then I mean sign me up. Look, I would I would like to see Allen have a little bit more success over Mahomes than Manning did over Brady, but so much of that is going to be due to your supporting cast and so many other factors that it's hard to say exactly how that will play out, but but I mean if if we get multiple repeats of last night throughout the course of these guys' careers, then I am I am uh, sign me up, Chuck. Where do I sign up for this? I want to see it happen right now. Oh, I agree, man. That's what I was thinking the whole time I was watching that game last night. Yeah. Was Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Patrick Mahomes is yeah. 26. Josh Allen is 25. So, in theory, if everybody wants to take a quick second to knock on wood, in theory, assuming health, we're going to see this battle again and again and again, and that's that's awesome. Yes, it is. Well, Karen, that's all I had today. I appreciate you taking my call. Y'all have a great day. Go Red Wolves and go Buckeyes. Hey, thanks for getting us started today, Chuck. Appreciate the phone call. Let's uh, keep it rolling here on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Adam and Walnut Ridge is with us. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Hey, doing good. Doing good. So, in regards to the overtime question, I think uh, if you start with the assumption that there is no perfect overtime, right? Yes. You can get to the point, the place where you were, where you're like, eh, pretty good, not bad, not awful, the current system, right? Yeah. And that's kind of where I am. There's nothing perfect, but what I would like to see is each team at least get the chance at a possession. So I don't see what would be wrong with coin flip winner who gets to decide to kick off or receive. Mm -hmm. They get an offensive series. They either score, don't score, score, touchdown, kick a field goal, or don't score at all. They don't score at all. They've got to, you know, uh, 
punt or they've turned the ball over on downs, at which point the other team would have their offensive series, and now you've just got a ball game. You just play it like an extra. Well, you play it with you play it as an indefinite quarter. Okay, and so after each team gets possession, then it's sudden death. Um. Yes. Yeah, so if the second team, if the first team does not score on our offensive series, second team goes and kicks. All they've got to do at that point is kick a field goal, right? Right. Um. They don't feel like they're in field goal position. They punt to the other team. Other team goes and scores a touchdown and extra point. That's what the other team has to do now to at least tie it. And you just play until somebody wins. Well, you could play for a long time. Okay. You could play for a long time. You probably won't. I mean, I'd like to see the statistics on that. You probably won't. But you just play until somebody wins. Okay. That's And, again, not perfect, but not awful. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you there. And I agree, you know, more than – again, I'm I'm fine with the current NFL rules, so I'm not too passionate on, on how you would fix it one way or the other. But I think what you, what you said at the beginning of your statement resonated the most. There's no perfect way. There's just not. There's always some way where, where no matter how it plays out, we're going to get some kind of fluky ending and we're going to watch some kind of legendary performance or legendary performer go home with a loss because it wasn't perfect. So I think – Going back to what you said there at the beginning, just got to suck it up that it's it's never going to be perfect. You're always going to there's also going to be always going to be the potential for some kind of out, outcome that that doesn't seem fair. No, but but uh, and if you can improve it a little bit, don't don't just be lazy. Improve it. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Talk to y'all later. We'll see you, Adam. One one quick note on on improving it. If you're mad today about the Chiefs winning. I mean, don't be mad at the Chiefs. Be mad at literally everyone else. Because we don't have to go back that far until the Chiefs had their own playoff elimination story that was just like that. They lost to the Patriots uh, back in, gosh, it was uh, early 2019. Lost to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Situation like this. Epic game, but both teams didn't get possession in in overtime. So, at the next NFL owners meeting, the Chiefs proposed a change to the overtime rule. And every other owner in the league was like, ah, no, we're good. Didn't even vote on it. Had zero support. So, if your team... (laughs) Gets jobbed out of a win sometime in the future because of this overtime rule. And your team is not the Kansas City Chiefs who tried to change it, then get mad at your owner. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't even realize that until last night that I saw it kind of coming across Twitter. So Wild. And now the Chiefs get to reap, reap the benefit. They tried to change it. It didn't change, but they reaped the benefits in, in this situation. Obviously, throughout the course of today, uh, we're going to continue here with a, a ton of football talk. Just, I mean, we haven't even scratched the surface of all of the awesome that we were able to see over the weekend. In fact, most of our conversation right now has just been based on that one game, and there were three other very, very, very good ones. So we'll try and sprinkle in conversations throughout the day. But we do have a KavanaughCars.com poll for you up on Twitter. When we come back, I, I do want to go ahead and touch on some A-State men's basketball. I had a blast watching that win Saturday at First National Bank Arena, and I'd like to tell you about it. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone.
When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Tara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. The Northeast Arkansas Bridal Expo, the largest bridal expo in the region, is coming up Sunday, February 6th. This is our 25th year for the Bridal Expo, where we've connected over 7,000 brides with businesses all over the area to create their dream wedding. This year, they're predicting more weddings than ever for the state of Arkansas. For booth space for the Northeast Arkansas Bridal Expo, contact Lori at 870-930-0910. That's 870-930-0910. It's the largest bridal expo in Northeast Arkansas, Sunday, February 6th at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center in Jonesboro. Don't delay. Call for booth space today at 870-930-0910. Tax time is drive now time at Car Today because we just say yes. Yes to offering you a great selection of Carfax verified cars, trucks, and SUVs that you can buy now and pay later. Even though you won't file your taxes for a while, we can help you use part of your tax refund now and pay later. Bad credit, no credit, bankruptcy, no problem. Because at Car Today, we know bad things happen to good people. All of our vehicles come with our peace of mind package included. Free warranty, free oil changes, debt protection, sales tax financed available, and satisfaction guarantee. And with tax time at Car Today, you bring us a pay stub and we will use part of your expected tax refund right now to get you into a car, truck, or SUV. Stop by Car Today and see how you really can buy now and pay later. Plus, when 10 people you refer buy a vehicle from us, we will pay off yours. It's tax time at Car Today, 3404 Stadium, or online at NEACarToday.com. Car Today, we'll ride today, because we just say yes. Pico Foods in Pocahontas is offering you the chance for a great career. Pico Foods has general labor and skilled position job openings now with the opportunity to grow. Pico Foods has a variety of schedules available, is family owned, and is a second chance employer. And most important to you is this is a job you will not want to leave. Plus, Pico offers amazing sign-on award and referral programs where you could easily earn thousands of additional dollars. Apply online at www.picofoods.com. Slash careers or text jobs to 844-822-7326. That's picofoods.com slash careers or text jobs to 844-822-7326. Also, Pico has weekly on-site job fairs at the plant in Pocahontas every Wednesday from 8 to 10 a.m. and 2 until 4 p.m. Get yourself a great career with ample opportunity to grow and earn thousands of additional dollars with incredible sign-on award and referral programs by applying at Pico foods today feel stuck with high interest debt after the holidays you don't have to be a personal loan from arkansas federal credit union is a smart way to consolidate your high interest debt borrow up to twenty five thousand with fixed rates as low as 4.99 percent apr apply online in minutes at afcu.org and once approved you can get your money in hours credit criteria applies visit afcu.org for details This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate hanging out with you on a Monday recapping a joyous sports weekend. Or just enter any other word you want. Look, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Football was fun. I had a blast on Saturday watching Arkansas State men's basketball in action against against Texas State. 
Uh, just to, to set the scene quickly about what that game meant. I mean, going into that game, Texas State was tied with A-State for, for second in the Sun Belt. The teams had the same identical 12-4 and four records. The teams had the same identical 3-1 and one Sun Belt Conference records. Except Texas State viewed a lot more favorably in the rankings. They were the team leading the Sun Belt in net ranking. They were ranked quite a bit higher. Still are, in fact, in Ken Pomeroy's rankings. And Arkansas State was a one-point home underdog to Texas State. It was a big game. We're still trying to figure out, I think, or we were at least going into Saturday, you know, if this A-State season, if this A-State team right now is just, you know, they're just good and fun to watch, or whether or not they're a legitimate Sunbelt Conference contender. And Saturday helped take a step towards the latter, making this team look a little bit more like they might be in it in until the end. Um, in Saturday's game, one of the things we saw in the beginning, not not a fantastic first half for Arkansas State, but a solid one. We've seen several times this year where A-State started out kind of ho-hum and had to dig themselves out of a little bit of a hole in the second half. Um, that didn't happen. Again, A-State didn't play great in the first half, but they entered the break tied with Texas State, tied at 32. There were a couple of things I pointed out at the half that I, I didn't necessarily love. Um, at the half, Arkansas State had already turned it over 10 times. That is way too many. They were also just, Texas State was hitting everything in the first half. Uh, they were 14 to 25. They were 3 to 7 from 3. They were hitting whatever they wanted to in the first half. So, A-State, the big thing was just to take better care of the basketball and just have a couple, a few defensive adjustments to where they didn't have so many guys that, that were playing so well. And then the second half starts, and 18 seconds in, Texas State scores the first bucket. And then A-State, powered by Omir and Seals, just go off. Uh, you started out with a, uh, a Seals to Omir alley-oop. Then another bucket by Omir on a fast break. You had a three by Desi, a layup by Desi, another three by Desi. Next thing you know, all of a sudden, Arkansas State is, has taken that lead up to 10 points. And at that point in time, with 16 minutes left to go, although there were numerous times where Texas State would cut into that lead, get it down to six, get it down to four, whatever, A-State would always just bounce right back, and, and it was decided after that point. A-State never trailed again after that early second half run and was able to get a victory against one of the better teams in the league. Texas State has been a thorn in Mike Bellotto's side, to be honest with you. And actually, to be honest with you, so, so the last time prior to Saturday that A-State beat Texas State, it had been 2,562 days going back to 2015. So it's not that it was just a, a Mike Bellotto problem. Grant McCaslin didn't beat him. And the last time A-State beat him prior to that was in the John Brady era, and it took overtime. They're a well-coached team. There's a lot of talent usually on their rosters. And that was the case on Saturday. But this time, A-State was better. They executed just a little better. And they had more talent. Look, Omir is a Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year. He cannot play another game this season, and that would be the case. The numbers that he continues to put up on a consistent basis are mind-boggling. In this one, it was 23-13, and 13, which is not... For him, that's not a notable performance. It's just another day that he is playing. I guess what is kind of interesting about this game for Omir 
is the fact that he didn't collect his first rebound until 15 minutes into the game. So he had 13 rebounds in 25 minutes of play. He didn't pick up his first foul until 29 minutes into the game. He ended up playing 39 minutes. And the thing is, is is when I think about his performance from Saturday, the things that continue to stand out to me have nothing to do with the points he scored or the rebounds he collected. He had a block that was vicious. There were numerous times he would make a play and the opponent would walk away limping. Like, he's just he's just a bully. But he has learned how to be a, a constrained bully, if that makes any sense. He has really learned how to use his power and when to unleash it. And all of a sudden, we're just seeing insane performances every time he's on the court. The thing that continues to, to stand out to me, you go back to Saturday night. And, or Saturday late afternoon, whatever. Who cares what time that game was. All right, so A-State was up. Uh, it was getting late in the game. And A-State was up 62-52 with three minutes left. And you're kind of starting to feel feel like A-State's going to roll, right? But three minutes is still a decent amount of time. So what happens? Uh, over the course of the next minute and a half, Texas State cuts the lead down to four. And you're feeling a little nervous. Again, Texas State thorn in the side. Huge game. Uh, still trying to figure out exactly how good A-State is. And so, it's A-State's possession. Out of the timeout, there's a deflection. They get the ball back. There's like five seconds left on the shot clock. And Omir goes up for a layup, misses, gets his own rebound, and then just pretty much murders two Bobcats on a dunk. That was pretty unreal. Yeah, that that highlight was pretty cool to see on Twitter. Well, here's what happened next. That was actually even more impressive. And this is not something you're going to find in your stat sheet. In fact, it's not really anything you're going to see described. It's kind of one of those plays where it's like, if you know, you know. You had to be there. So in the next possession, uh, Texas State, of course, they're down by six at this point in time. 46 seconds left. They're probably going to need a, a three ball. They need to score, period. So... Mason Harrell, a really good player for them, launches a three, misses. Omir fights to get that rebound. He ends up in the very corner of the court. And what does he do? He Patrick Mahomes the basketball <laughs> all the way down the court until it lands about two steps in front of Avery Feltz, who is able to finish the play with a layup on the fast break. That play, one that cannot be described on a box score, that's the play that won the game for Arkansas State. Now, of course, there were several other contri- con- contributors throughout the game. I mean, Desi Sills played great. Marquise Eaton had a solid game. Caleb Fields, has uh, he did not shoot the ball well, but he has really stepped it up lately as a floor general. In fact, I think I saw somebody uh, type that over, um, over conference play now, he has somewhere in the neighborhood of 42 assists to 10, 10 turnovers. Uh, he had seven assists to just one turnover Saturday night so you have all of these guards now that feel like they have really really embraced and settled into their roles uh, including Avery Feltz Avery Feltz has had a knack over the past couple of games to just step in and even though his points aren't going to be at the top of the the leaders on any given night scoring wise he does enough defensively that he's huge for this team so all of a sudden you've got all of these different guys that are playing really well and are just 
fun to watch. And that's what I watched Saturday. I watched really fun basketball. And I watched it with 1,700 of my closest friends. And we can sit here. And I think I think as fans sometimes, we can talk ourselves out of enjoying something. Because if you follow this program, you know that there are significant questions about what is going on right now. There's, there's questions about the season. Again, is this a good team or is this a team that is propped up on a really weak strength of, strength of schedule? There's what happens next. Mike Bellotto is in the last year of his contract. There's the overall general health period of the program. 1,700 people at the game Saturday announced is not what I wanted to see. There's also the fact that this is a program that has an insanely long postseason dry spell. There are big questions, big issues that this program is going to have to tackle. But I'm going to ask you for the rest of the season to just put those aside. The next time they're at home, just go out and watch some fun basketball and quit overthinking the rest of the season. Because if you do that, you're going to get in your own way and miss some really fun performances. And I guess that's kind of the end of it's the end of me ranting <laughs> about about a statement. Well, basketball. I mean, I know I wish I could watch a game. <laughs> I mean, that's what I hate about the Sunbelt schedule. It's like you can only watch one. You were you were only going to be able to go out and watch like the Little Rock game, and that got taken exactly. from you. Exactly. Is there another one on the slate you're going to be able to go see or not? Uh, Pensacola, Florida, Sunbelt Conference okay. Tournament. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe those will be fun ones. So you got that. So we'll dive into some women's hoops talk coming up in the second hour of the program, but we're a little bit overdue for a break. And also, uh, when we come back, some some tidbits, not not like huge news-breaking items coming from A-State football, but just a couple quick hits we'll throw at you as we get caught up there on the Red Wolves, too. So uh, keep it here with us. We'll be back in a moment on the ticket. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station is 95.3 The Ticket. Hog prices on the rise, cattle down. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Noon Market Report. March corn at 616 down a quarter with May corn at 612 and a quarter down one and three quarters. March soybeans at 1394 and a quarter down 20 with May soybeans at 1402 down 21. March wheat at 792 and a half up 12 and a half. May wheat at 797 and a quarter also up 12 and a half. March cotton at 12020 down 55 with May cotton at 11757 down 41. March rice at 1492 up seven with May rice at 1511 up six and a half. Moving on to livestock now, February live cattle at 136.07 and a half down 185. April live cattle at 139.52 and a half down 257 and a half. January feeder cattle at 158.95 down 132 and a half with March feeder cattle at 159.70 down 360. February lane hogs at 86.25 up five with April hogs at 95.52 and a half up 57 and a half. That's your EAB Noon Market Report, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. Defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM, grain marketing, and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. The formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton. 
featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Attention, members and guests. Make plans for Live with the Red Wolves Monday night from 6 to 7 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join women's coach Destiny Rogers, men's coach Mike Bellato, and a special player guest. And listen on 107.9 K-Fine. Plus, audience members can win prizes from textbook brokers. It's all at Lost Pizza Monday night at 6 during Live with the Red Wolves, presented by the Arkansas Department of Health and sponsored by Crown Limousine, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and Blue Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson. Riceland Foods in Jonesboro is hiring. Apply online at Riceland.com for full-time direct hire manufacturing positions in our parboil mill and plant. Riceland Foods is an equal opportunity employer with a new competitive pay scale geared toward advancement and benefits including medical, dental, and vision insurance, paid time off, and paid holidays. Riceland Foods in Jonesboro has immediate openings for full-time manufacturing positions. Start your new career today with Riceland Foods. Go to Riceland.com and select jobs at the top of the page to apply online online turn it up and annoy your co-workers who wear the wrong colors back to the workday red zone here's kara ritchie okay so we're about to dive into just a couple of quick a-state football nuggets like like i said before the break but i i gotta throw out one more a-state basketball nugget as we welcome you back in here to the, the Workday Red Zone. And this is Anomir, who I hope to goodness we don't ever take for granted because because this is insane. 23-13 and 13 again is, is what he put up on Saturday. But get this, so far in, in conference play, he's averaging 12.6 points and 8.4 rebounds just in the second half. That's it. Completely take the first half out of the ca- the occasion, the equation, <laughs> and it's 12.6 and 8.4. There's only one other player in the league who is averaging those numbers, period. In a, in a full game, there is one other player who is matching the stats that O'Meara is putting up in the second half alone. And that's South Alabama's Javon Franklin. And that's it. So... Uh, we'll go through, I'm sure, over the next couple of days and look at all the numerous statistical categories where Omir ranks in the top five or the top ten in the country. It's a lot. But we don't have time to get into it today, so we're going to move on. 9303776, by the way, the number uh, is open. The phone is open on the Ritter Communications Hotline asking you today, um, how did you feel last night after Kansas City and Buffalo ended? Was your first thought is, man, the NFL rules are dumb as far as overtime? Or did you think, man... You know what? Bill should have made a stop. Just had to hold him off for 13 more seconds. Couldn't do it. No, you can't pick both. Not an option today. Uh, A-State football, by the way, uh, keep your head on a swivel. If you are a member of a high school football coaching staff in the area, looks like those guys are out and about. I've seen pictures from Butch Jones checking in at Nettleton. I've seen reports of the A-State coaching staff at Cross County. I've seen uh, Little Rock Parkview mentioned that Butch Jones stopped by to say hello. So, uh, in fact, I think, you know, you go back to, gosh, it was just last week that, that Butch Jones was kind enough to join us 
And he mentioned, hey, that's one of the things that this coaching staff is going to be doing this week, canvassing the state, canvassing the recruiting area that they want to hit the hardest, which I think is what, like a 150-mile, two-hour or so radius around Jonesboro, and that wants them to be, that is what they want to be, uh, the home turf, home base. So, again, keep an eye out for uh, some A-State coaches in a football office near you. One of those coaches is going to be Vince Reynolds. Uh, that was national news last week, reported by Pete Thamel, that he had been hired to be Arkansas State's defensive line coach. When we talked with Jones last week, he said there were still uh, just a couple things that they were waiting on to be able to make that official announcement. Again, since it's a um, government job, te- technically, you got to make sure all the contract information is correct, and it is. So over the weekend, we saw the A-State football official account uh, post that Vince Reynolds was on the staff. Of course, kind of got spoiled the night before. I can't remember what player it was. I think maybe it was Kieran Crawford, actually, I think, uh, who is an A-State signee. Said that he had some A-State coaches come visit him and, and watch his basketball game, and he tagged Vince Reynolds. So at that point in time, <laughs> that was one of the, the clearest confirmations we had got locally, in addition to, to Pete Thamel's news that Reynolds was definitely the guy. But again, uh, Reynolds comes to Arkansas State from Syracuse. It's where he spent the last several years of his career. He's been a defensive line coach for for many moons, and uh, I'm sure that uh, in no time, A-State football will have his bio up on the website, and you can learn more about Reynolds. While you're there, uh, checking on to see if his his bio has been added yet. I can't can't tell you this. They added something new to the A-State website, so if you are looking to do no work on a Monday, I got you covered. (laughs) Uh, Just go ahead and go to astateredwells.com, click on football, and then on your menu board across the page, there's uh you got your basic stuff you got the roster the schedule the coaches this that and the other but you've also got a little section that says more and now when you click on more you can go to opponent history and you can check in on every collegiate opponent that Arkansas State has ever paid, played everybody from Abilene Christian to Xavier University uh, I can tell you today that I learned to uh, a state's Longest losing streak is right now against, and that's that's Southern Miss, a school that they can actually maybe rectify that against next season. A-State's lost six in a row to Southern Miss, but uh, longest winning streak. Can you guess, Cade? Uh, ULM. Yes, 12 in a row. Yeah, I feel like that was pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, I, I felt pretty confident you could get it, and so I wanted to go ahead and throw that yeah. your way. So <laughs> that's the current longest uh, winning streak for A-State. But again, uh, uh, by the way, th- don't, do the, don't, don't go and visit this page unless you have a couple free minutes because you're going to do exactly what I did last night on the phone and literally click on every single opponent that's listed. And again, it's it's every single... Uh, D1 opponent, it's schools that they played that would be considered um, D2. It's, again, every single collegiate opponent. So JUCO opponents, Hendricks College. I mean, just you're going you're gonna to be busy for a minute. So just uh, a heads up on that. Of course, the most important A-State news from over the weekend that, you know, wasn't related to, to wins and losses was an unveiling of the Tom. Now, yeah. not a complete unveiling. We all know what the Tom looks like. But if you missed it over the weekend, uh, they had a night at the North, which that was, you know, an event for the, uh, <laughs> for people who donate at a limit higher than I will ever be able to. It's, it's when they all got together and talked about the latest news for Arkansas State. But one of the things that was unveiled at night at the North was 
a renovated plans for a renovated Tom. And it is uh, pretty sweet looking. But if you weren't at that, I can tell you that Dr. Kelly Dampus also tweeted out some pictures uh, just a couple of days ago. So you can go go creep on his Twitter and you can see what this looks like. It includes, you know, expanding the stands down the right and, well, the first and third base line. Uh, just uh, in what looks like a, you know, much improved Arkansas State Baseball Facilities building. Uh, it includes, uh, you can tell that, that the dugouts are lowered. Uh, the grandstands look a little bit different. Um, there's just uh, a lot that you can kind of check in on just with those pictures. And I'll be interested now in knowing, you know, what the what the actual, you know, plan is. Is this most likely it's going to be something that's done in steps? So what are the different phases? Um, are there other things involved that, that we can't see on those images? I know one thing that we've already seen underway is the bullpens being moved. That's not really something that's, that's on those uh, pictures. So what else? What, what does this full revital, revitalization of Tomlinson Kell include? What is the timeline? What is the cost of it? And how is A-State going to proceed to to really better that facility? Which, look, we know we know that facility needs it. And when you look at what's going on in, in Sunbelt Baseball, first off, this is already a very good league. And there are already some places that just have insane facilities. Coastal Carolina has an insane facility. Uh, the Raging Cajuns have an insane facility. And so A-State doesn't necessarily have to be on par with that. But you do have to have one that's at least better than some of the baseball facilities in your area, which right now Tom struggles with. Yeah. So you've got to have some big steps there because the Sun Belt is not going to get any easier. You look at the four additions to the league. Old Dominion, I think, is a preseason top 25 team. Southern Miss has an incredible baseball history. I don't know about Marshall and James Madison, but even if they're not that good, you're already adding in two really, really good baseball teams to a very good baseball league. So A-State is going to have to work even harder to keep pace with the new kids moving in. And speaking of new kids, they'll be voted on coming up this week. So more on that in just a moment. We need to hit pause. We'll come back and wrap up this noon hour here on the Workday Red Zone. We're the station that loves bat flips, transition threes, and end zone dances. One, two, three, it's Northeast Arkansas Sports Station, 95.3 The Ticket. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. We've seen some great quarterback rivalries throughout the years. Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady, Steve Young versus Troy Aikman. It's a list that goes on and on and on. But this weekend's matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills could feature the NFL's next great quarterback matchup, Patrick Mahomes, one of the most talented passers in recent memory, and his Chiefs are looking to make the Super Bowl for the third consecutive year. That shouldn't concern the Bills. Buffalo has their own star QB in Josh Allen, and they've already defeated Kansas City once this year. Despite that win, the Bills are probably still thinking about revenge. The Chiefs ended Buffalo's season in the AFC title game last year. Sunday will provide Allen the opportunity to return that favor. We don't know what the outcome will be this weekend, but it's probably a safe assumption this won't be the last time that these quarterbacks will face off in the postseason. But for now, let's just enjoy their latest matchup this weekend. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. 
And now, a message from Discover about real rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that you actually want and something that you can actually use, something like cashback match. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, because when it comes to rewards, you can't go wrong with cash back. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations to apply. Remember all those big dreams you used to have and then life made other plans? With a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, it's time to bring those dreams back. Start your own business or commit to van life with a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. Now, you could win the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Mode 4x4 that we have. Enter the Dan Patrick Show Ultimate Camping Rig Sweepstakes. To enter, get official rules. Visit danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com. Have to do it by February. Start the new year off right with new tires from Local Tire and Wheel. Make it a New Year's resolution to drive around on safer tires. The team at Local Tire and Wheel cares about your safety. And right now, $20 gets you started on brand new tires that will give you the peace of mind as you head into the winter weather season. Yes, in January, only $20 gets you started on the tires you need or the wheels you want at Local Tire and Wheel. Local Tire and Wheel has easy payment plans to fit your budget. No credit check and everyone approved. Plus, all tires come with peace of mind from local tire and wheels roadside assistance and road hazard protection programs local tire and wheel is locally owned and operated and that means customer satisfaction is priority one so don't get caught on slippery roads with tires you don't trust get new year deals on tires and wheels plus payments to fit your budget no credit check and everyone approved local tire and wheel 1518 south caraway in jonesboro right across from burger king local tire and wheel.com and on facebook search local tire and wheel jonesboro Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Just a couple more things to throw at you here in the noon hour. Of course, we've got a lot still to cover in hour two of the program. Much, much more on the NFL. Your... Responses to our poll question, which is up at Kara underscore Richie. We'll look at the results there. Several of you uh, commenting in addition to just voting on the poll. So more on that in hour two plus uh, looking at A-State women's basketball from over the weekend. That's all on the docket. Prior to the break, though, so we welcome you back into the Workday Red Zone. We did mention that uh, it's an important week for the Sunbelt Conference. So just a heads up on, on what's going on. Uh, the league leaders start meeting up. I don't know if they start meeting up today or tomorrow for the Sunbelt meetings, but regardless, um, they're going to be meeting. They're going to be hanging out. There are some really important things that they have to discuss, including you know how COVID cancellations are, ha- are going to be dealt with for the rest of the spring slate. We've seen how they've been decided on decided to be a no contest for the basketball season. A lot of fans don't necessarily love that. Uh, what is that going to look like for, for baseball? Uh, for some of the other spring sports, how will that be handled? Um, so they're they're going to be discussing that. That's obviously going to be big, of course, the, the, the big thing, though. I'm slow playing this, to be honest with you. They're going to vote on Wednesday as to whether or not to go ahead and expand the league or not. Um, when you go back to, gosh, when all of this realignment talk was, was really going and when it became clear that the Sun Belt was adding teams, 
when you looked at every single one of these new additions, press announcements or what have you, they all said that these new additions would be coming to the league no later than July 1st of 2023. And that was that was verbatim in every single statement. So, you know, that was like some lawyer legalese. No later than July 1st, 2023. But a lot of these teams, they're ready. They want to come make the jump. Yeah. But then CUSA is going to find it, which will turn into a whole different storyline. It will. So how will that all play out? Uh, the Sunbelt leaders, this will be voted on by the league presidents and chancellors. If, if they decide to go ahead and say, come on in, then what happens after that? How will Conference USA fight it? And then if the Sunbelt, you know, goes ahead, the Sunbelt's not going to make this move unless they know they can make it happen, right? You're not going to vote on this and have it get made public only to be lose publicly in a fight to Conference USA. So they're not going to move forward unless they know this is a fight they can win. But then we get to think about the fun stuff that comes after that. What is next year's football season going to look like? How will this change things for uh, for basketball scheduling and baseball scheduling and all of that? We'll get to we'll get to talk about some of the fun stuff. We'll get to start weighing in on what will be new rivalries across the league. Uh, we'll start looking at you know some of the past history for for A State and Southern Miss because that's going to be you know the one addition that will impact A State the most. Obviously. Over the course of time, A-State will play all of the newcomers in various and assorted sports. But Southern Miss will be the only one in the division. So you'll see them more often. Uh, Troy will also move to the West. So we'll look at that. So, again, that's just kind of one of those things we're just all counting down for, waiting to see how that plays out. Again, that vote coming up on Wednesday. So we'll make sure and be uh, – there will be a lot of refresh on Twitter that day to see what news comes out of the Sunbelt Conference meetings. Coming up – in the second hour, we'll start off with some NFL talk. We'll also get caught up on A-State women's basketball and, and continue to take your hot takes on the NFL overtime rule. As again, social media is, is full of them today. As you can expect, we saw an epic game last night that had a eh, kind of finish. That being said, look, if they if they went by college overtime rules, which I know some people are suggesting, like, that game would still be going. So that's probably not your best answer either. I don't know what it looked like. What what a 17-hour NFL game would look like. It might not be pretty at this point. Well, I mean, it, it definitely <laughs> it definitely wouldn't have gone that long. But, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I hate the NFL overtime rules, but I also hate the new college football overtime rules. So The first... You know, the first game I saw this season that really, and, and the longest one this season, that I watched that, that shined a spotlight on those new overtime rules was, was Illinois and Penn State. And I'm still mad about it. It was an awful game. Yeah. I feel offended as a football fan <laughs> that I had to watch that. And, of course, I didn't. I could have turned the TV off at any point in time. But, look, once you're already three overtimes in, you're watching to the finish. That's just That's just the way it works. Uh, that wraps up hour number one. Appreciate everyone who has called and commented. We got more on the way, so I hope you keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone.
This is Will Oswald with your Monday Ticket Radio Network Sports Update brought to you by Playa Tire Service. Attention members and guests, it's A-State Basketball Talk tonight on Live with the Red Wolves at Lost Pizza Company on Southwest Drive from 6 until 7 o'clock. If you can't make it in person, tune in to 107.9K. Find an AEB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield presented by Arkansas Blue Cross Blue Shield. The A-State men won their third in a row on Saturday, beating Texas State 67-60. That combined with ULL's win over Troy moves the Red Wolves in the first place in the Sun Belt Conference men's standings. While on the women's side, A-State falling at Troy on Saturday, 79-72. The Razorbacks won both games over the weekend. The women knocking off Mississippi State yesterday at Bud Walton Arena, 74-54 behind Samara Spencer's career-high 19 points. The men beating Texas A&M in overtime on Saturday night, 76-73. And in the NBA, the Grizzlies have dropped three of their last five, falling at Dallas last night, 104-91. Bringing you the best deal on tires since 1963, that's Plaza Tire Service, and that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. Cooler weather is here, but that doesn't mean it's time to put up the clubs. NEA Golf Cars has all the accessories for the golfer who knows there is no off-season. Go buy NEA Golf Cars and see their selection of windshields, rain covers, and countless other manufacturer original parts. And if it's time to park your cart, bring it to NEA Golf Cars for service to make sure there are no surprises next spring. And as always, you can check out their selection of new golf cars, including the Onward Series from Club Car. Call 236-GOLF or get by NEA Golf Cars, Highway 49 in Paragool. Quick Lane in Jonesboro is your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, and alignments. Quick Lane is the home of buy three, get one free on tires and oil changes. With tires starting as low as $59 and the everyday low oil change price of $34.99. Plus, financing options are available. At Quick Lane, we also do brakes and alignments for all makes and models. Your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, alignments, and oil changes is Quick Lane. At the corner of Caraway and Highland, next to Tommy's Car Wash. Or call 870-934-1907. The folks at 1812 Pizza Company want to thank you for supporting locally owned businesses during times like this. At 1812 Pizza, still feeding your family the best pizzas, sandwiches, and salads at all three of their locations. You can get curbside pickup in Manila or at Hilltop, and the Ray Street location has a drive through window. Delivery is available from all 1812 Pizza locations, and it's brought to your door by one of their employees, not a third-party company. From their family to yours, thanks for eating local with 1812 Pizza Company. Yard Envy. It's a real thing. The guy three houses down has an amazing yard. Why can't my lawn look lush and healthy? Well, he uses J&K Lawn and Tree Service. Whether the job is large or small, commercial or residential, J&K Lawn and Tree Service offers incredible lawn care. Call 870-897-1329 today. Overgrown hedges, troublesome trees, or unwanted stumps, J&K can take care of that too with tree removal, trimming, and fertilizing too. J&K also has a 10% discount for seniors and veterans. Call 870-1329. Make your lawn the best on the block with J and K. Don't wait to lose weight. Your weight loss can start today at the all-new Elite Total Health in Jonesboro. Hey, it's Brandon Baxter and Elite Total Health is weight loss done differently. Your weight loss journey will be medically assisted and supervised by a doctor, a nurse practitioner, and a team of nurses. And they're going to customize a plan that fits your life and your goals. It doesn't matter if you want to lose 5 pounds or 75 pounds. The team at Elite Total Health will be there every step of the way. And if there's one thing I've learned over the years, it's that we can't take a one-size-fits-all approach to diet. We're all built differently from our body composition to our hormones. So stop trying those fad diets that just crash your metabolism and stop choking down those bars and shakes. Schedule your weight loss consultation today with Elite Total Health. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 until 6 and 8 until 1 on Saturday. Call 870-206-8250 or go see them at 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Elite Men's Health and Rob Taylor State Farm. And you can find out more on Facebook when you search Elite Total Health Jonesboro. 
This is KNEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon, the Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Halfway through the day on a Monday. That's pretty easy. It helps that we have... Well, a lot of fun stuff <laughs> to recap from the weekend. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara, Richie, and Kate Carlton with you for another hour today. And a uh, big topic of discussion, obviously, what we witnessed over the weekend from the NFL, you know, ending in just uh, an awesome, awesome performance from Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen last night. Of course, Kansas City getting the better of the Bills in overtime and uh, feel like Pretty much everybody today can can put themselves in one of two camps after the way that ended. You either walked out of that game. Well, if you walked out of the game, you're really lucky that you got to see it in person. You either walked away from that game, turned off your TV, and said, all right, the NFL overtime rules are trash. Or you walked away from that game thinking the Bills should have made a stop. They had 13 seconds left. All they needed to do was, was make a stop and keep them out of field goal range. Yeah, I still don't know why they didn't squib kick it. I have been very vocal over the years on my thoughts of squib kicks, but there are there's a reason they exist, and sometimes they need to happen, and that was one of them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at that point, you probably run five seconds off the clock, and then so you give Patrick Mahomes maybe one play to get downfield. Yeah, but they did not. Uh, we're, uh, with the question today, uh, it's brought to you by KavanaughCars.com. Right now, 63% of you looking at that one and just walking away feeling frustrated by the NFL overtime rules. If, if that's your, if that's where you're at, and a lot of you are, hey, we're all ears. Tell us how you change them. Tell us how you would make them better than they are today. Just looking at the weekend overall, you know, going back, flashing back to, to the weekend before last, right? It was a really forgettable, uh, first round for the NFL playoffs and I didn't realize it was quite this bad until I saw the numbers but the average margin of victory in the weekend before last was 17.2 points and of course the average margin of victory this weekend was was 3.8 I mean three three walk-off field goals and a walk-off touchdown we saw both number one seeds lose in the divisional round for the first time since since 2010 we almost saw all four home team, or excuse me, all four road teams win, all four home teams lose, and just every single game, again, was somehow topped by the one that came after it, which is which is mind-boggling. I mean, we started the day on Saturday with with Bengals and Titans, and of course, so much about the Bengals is not even about what they're like this year. It's just how much they've kind of been not good for forever. Uh, that's what the narrative is usually surrounding Cincinnati more so than anything else. I mean, you've got a situation where I think two players on their roster were alive the last time Cincinnati played in a conference championship game. I mean, that's it. Two. Two players were alive. You've got a situation where, you know, Joe Burrow was supposed to get there eventually, or everybody hoped he would get there eventually. 
but the Bengals kind of showing up a little bit prior to when everybody thought uh, they would be able to to be a consistent competitor. And God bless Joe Burrow, dude. It's really yeah. impressive to see a quarterback win a game when he is hated by his offensive line. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think I saw a tweet this morning that said it was the first time since 2000 a quarterback has been sacked nine times in a game. Uh, just, I mean, unreal. Unreal that they were able to get that walk-off field goal after it just looked like it, it looked there were times where you thought Joe Burrow might just die on the field but uh how's this note one more note about their playoff success or uh much more accurately lack thereof the Bengals have been an organization since 1968 until Saturday they had never won a road playoff game it seems almost insane to think that a team could go more than 50 years without one single solitary road playoff win. But the Bengals were 0-7 in those matchups before Saturday. We had already talked, you know, coming into their, their wild card round about how, you know, they hadn't won a playoff game since 1991. The last time they did win a playoff game, it was O.J. Simpson that yep. was <laughs> doing, <laughs> doing football coverage, and it's just wild. But, again, they're able to move on. Uh, you had uh, Logan Wilson, one of your players of the game, that ended up with a deflected interception with, with 20 seconds left. And Ryan Tannehill was kind of looked going in as one of the weaker or the weakest quarterback that was, that was left in this field. And he played like it. He had three interceptions and able to set up a game-winning field goal as, as time expired. And, again, that was the first of three that would be one on on a walk-off field goal, which is, again, continues to be absolutely incredible when you think about it. You got to, you know, the night game, which, of course, was, was Green Bay and San Francisco one, which just looked... I really thought the way that one unfolded early, the dropped catches and, and the misplays, it, it looked like nobody there could feel their hands. <laughs> I know the Green Bay players are used to playing in severe conditions, but... That game looked miserable. It looked every bit as miserable as the Buffalo game before that. But, of course, Green Bay was not operating uh, nearly at the high level that, same, that excuse me, Buffalo had been the week before. Yeah. And so you add in the weather, and you add in a much better defense, and you add in, you know, just enough weapons for the 49ers, and you combine that with really, really bad special teams play from the Packers. And then all of a sudden, you know, Aaron Rodgers has a little bit longer of an offseason to go and make whatever comments he would like to make off the field about whatever he would like. You wonder now, again, he, you look at all of these, these great quarterbacks we've been lucky enough to see in, in the past, what, 20 years or so. When you think of Brady and Manning and Breeze and now Mahomes and who knows, maybe in a few years, Allen. And then you add Rodgers in there based on talent. But when you think about all of the incredible things that these other guys have done in their career, possibly will, again, Allen's not there yet. Rodgers' resume is less than com compared to his peers. It's, I mean, he, he has the talent as much or more as any of the guys that I just named. But he's not going to, barring something drastic happening over the next three or four years, leave with the same legacy that they are. He's, he's just not. So surely he's got to be at a crossroads at, at, at his career. And 
uh, he is at a crossroads in his career. Does he want to continue to try and make this happen with Green Bay? And if not, where is he going to go? That's going to be, I don't think he's going to go, come back to Green Bay, Green Bay, but I don't know where he's going to go either. I felt like, you know, this time, well, not a year ago, but you get into, what, the middle of the offseason, the early offseason last year, and it just seemed like, I mean, it seemed then that the Rodgers-Green Bay marriage was was on its last leg, that this season would not be able to go as well as it did. But, you know, they patched up whatever ailed them, and uh, obviously they had a really great season that just ran into a team that Aaron Rodgers probably had a nightmare about last night and probably will for the rest of the week as well. So now he's got to figure out what's going to be next. It blows my mind that they're 0-4 in the playoffs against San Francisco. It is it is wild how some teams just seem to always have the number of other teams. Even when you look at the fact that there might be a talent disparity, obviously Jimmy G, I mean, look, he's great and all, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. But it no. didn't matter. They they pretty much won in spite of Jimmy G on yeah. Saturday, which I mean that was that was a terrible game until about the last six minutes, anyways. I do like watching the snowball games. I do, yeah. but uh, it looked it looked pretty miserable. And again, Saturday was just like an appetizer for as good as it was for the fact that we saw two game winning walk off field goals. Again, it it couldn't hang if you're if you're stacking up Saturday and Sunday, uh, couldn't really hang with what followed on Sunday. Unless, of course, you're a Niners or a Bengals fan. In that case, you're probably pretty big on what you saw <laughs> uh, the first slate of the weekend. But kind of wild as we watched, you know, Rams and Bucks unfold because third quarter and it's 27-3. to three. And then the Rams just, I mean, it looked like an all-time collapse. You know, we already know what 28-3 to three means for Tom Brady. And it looked like 27-3 was about to be, you know, right there etched in stone with it. Tied that game with 42 seconds left. But Matthew Stafford really, in, in what is truly one of his first chances of his career to really shine when the spotlight was at its brightest, actually, you know, pulled it off. And, uh, of course, he had a little bit of help from some Cooper Cup guy. And it kind of helps to have the best receiver in the league. Also, again, credit another kicker. <laughs> yeah, it was the weekend of the kickers. It really was. Uh, those guys, you know, kickers never get any, they just don't get mentioned. Usually unless they screw up. Even today, we have gone pretty much the entire show without mentioning a single kicker's name. We've dropped Mahomes' name. 20 times already. Same for Josh Allen. We mentioned Brady numerous times. Every other quarterback that's competed this weekend. But uh, the kicker numbers from the weekend are, are pretty impressive. Evan McPherson is perfect on the road in his rookie season. That, of course, is who hit the Bengals game-winning field goal. Robbie Gold in his entire career has still never missed a kick in the playoffs. 20 for 20, 32 for 32 on extra points. So, I mean, absolute studs that got it done there. That's wild that he's never missed a kick, though. That's that's an impressive stat. Because he's been in the playoffs a lot. Yeah. I mean, he's – how long has Gold been in the NFL? He was with the Bears for forever and forever, and then he was with uh, – I forgot what team he was with after that. 
and then we'll look. We'll look later. Because now I'm curious. I just want to know how long he's he's played in the NFL. But yeah, I never missed a kick in the playoffs. So pretty good, pretty good weekend <laughs> for the kickers, I have to say, except for except for anybody related to Green Bay's special teams. <laughs> Everybody else. Good weekend for the kickers. Good weekend for special teams. Uh, I tell you what, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and hit pause before we come back and touch on Bills Chiefs again because that game has just been too fun. And actually, we'll table that for a moment as well because I do want to come back and I tell you what, we're going to dive into some A-State women's basketball talk. A loss this weekend at Troy, which honestly might have been expected going in, but shook out a little bit different than I thought it would. And, and we'll tell you more about it when we return. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone. Enter the Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie. Weekdays from noon to 2 on Northeast Arkansas's Sports Station. 95.3 The Ticket. The Northeast Arkansas Bridal Expo, the largest bridal expo in the region, is coming up Sunday, February 6th. This is our 25th year for the Bridal Expo where we've connected over 7,000 brides with businesses all over the area to create their dream wedding. This year, they're predicting more weddings than ever for the state of Arkansas. For booth space for the Northeast Arkansas Bridal Expo, contact Lori at 870-930-0910. That's 870 870- 9300910. It's the largest bridal expo in Northeast Arkansas, Sunday, February 6th, at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center in Jonesboro. Don't delay. Call for booth space today at 870-930-0910. When you bank at First Security, you're choosing better for yourself and fellow Arkansans. Better service from friendly professionals who really invest in your goals. Better solutions with convenient tools and smart resources. And better support for the things that matter to you, as well as the communities that matter to us all. Because finding your better at First Security makes Arkansas better too. First Security. Bank better. Member FDIC. You know, there's a lot of frustration in farming. One of them is sitting in your truck, waiting on parts while your field needs to be worked. That's why Baker Implement is committed to you and your farm, providing you the best service, support, and quality parts fast with multiple locations they're sure to have the parts you need that's why you need to visit bakerimplement.com 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 because sitting in that truck waiting for them parts just makes you matter and matter get your parts get them fast at bakerimplement.com when you're dealing with the weather in Arkansas, you know you can have all four seasons in a week. But at J.T. White Hardware and Lumber, they know it's winter, and they've got everything you need to get ahead of a winter storm. Go by J.T. White today for faucet covers and pipe wraps, plus shovels and ice melt to help clear those driveways and sidewalks. And if you're just wanting to have some fun, they've got sleds in stock, too, at J.T. White. Trust the name the pros trust, even in winter weather. J.T. White Hardware and Lumber, located at Parker and Harrisburg Roads, just off I-555 in Jonesboro. Tax time is drive now time at Car Today because we just say yes. Yes to offering you a great selection of Carfax verified cars, trucks, and SUVs that you can buy now and pay later. Even though you won't file your taxes for a while, we can help you use part of your tax refund now and pay later. Bad credit, no credit, bankruptcy, no problem. Because at Car Today, we know bad things happen to good people. All of our vehicles come with our peace of mind package included free warranty, free oil changes, debt protection, sales tax financed available, and satisfaction. Guarantee. And with tax time at Car Today, you bring us a pay stub and we will use part of your expected tax refund right now to get you into a car, truck, or SUV. Stop by Car Today and see how you really can buy now and pay later. Plus, when 10 people you refer buy a vehicle from us, we will pay off yours. It's tax time at Car Today, 3404 Stadium, or online at NEACarToday.com. Car Today, you ride today. Just say yes. 
On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade with you, digging through some kicker stats during the break. Che, good kicker stats. Again, Robbie Gold is really impressive in the playoffs. And you go 20 for 20, and you're, when you've never missed a kick, never missed a kick in the playoffs. That is, that is absolutely wild. Uh, we're going to switch gears, though. Uh, we'll circle back around to football in a little bit, but... Um, do you want to switch gears and dive in on some A-State talk? Which, uh, a quick heads up before we look at women's basketball from the weekend. Uh, for those of you, definitely on Twitter, I would check some other social media as well. But A-State baseball right now, tweeting out their class of 2022 signees. So a lot of local flavor there that uh, they are tweeting out. Also tweeting out uh, some transfers as well, including... Former Jonesboro standout cross jumper. Uh, so you can go in and keep tabs on uh, a lot of players. Should be a fun year this year at the time. A lot of good buzz right now around baseball between, you know, seeing the pictures of the renovations and then, of course, bringing in Alan Dunn, uh, who was previously the pitching coach at LSU. I'm, I'm excited. Really excited for that 25 degree opening <laughs> weekend at the Tom, which is what it will undoubtedly be. Uh, looking at A State. Women's basketball from the weekend. So the final, of course, it was 79-72 was the final score at Troy. So A-State loses by seven. And this was a game where it just really looked like A-State ran out of gas at the end. I I didn't watch the first half. I was still at First National Bank Arena and and coming home from that. So I didn't get to see how it started. I can't tell you just looking at, you know, the box score that, you know, in the first quarter – Troy shot it really well. A-State did not. Things kind of evened out after that until until you got to the fourth quarter. And it took Arkansas State an awfully long time to score in the fourth quarter. And when they did, those buckets did not exactly start happening. Uh, it, was, it was just tough. It was a really bad fourth quarter. A-State ended up shooting 4-14. And in that game, they only played seven players. Of course, it was the second game for A-State in the last 48 hours. It just looked like they ran out of gas. Now, that was my take on the game after watching only 20 minutes played. But, Cade, what did you see as, as this one unfolded and A-State went from a, you know, a advantage after three to, to losing by seven? Well, I mean, they were down at uh, they were down by double digits there in the in the second quarter of play. I think got down by like ten or twelve or something like that. The second quarter of play at one point, and then uh, you know, kind of pushed uh, pushed and got it uh, got it tied up there in the third quarter. And then uh, you know, Troy went on a quick like three nothing run to to end the quarter. But uh, you know, I mean, it was a three point game at the half, and so he felt like you know you're in a pretty good spot. But yeah, I mean, it just. Uh, you know, you're without Kia Patton, uh, and obviously that's a big loss offensively. Uh, and so you only wind up playing, you know, seven players, and you wind up with uh, with three players playing uh, – or excuse me, four players playing 30-plus minutes, yeah. including two players playing all 40 minutes in the game. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, that the, the depth uh, definitely came into uh, – Definitely came into the into the equation, and then I mean, A State just have, just didn't have an answer inside for uh, for Troy because I think uh, 
you know, their post Karunga was uh, she might have gone for double digits in in, in the second half alone, especially there the third and uh, you know kind of late in the third and into the fourth when when Troy was really able to uh, start pulling away. This one, you know, I was I was impressed that A State hung in there with Troy from from a rebounding perspective. I mean, Troy is their style of basketball is just to sprint down the field launch it up whether it's a good shot or a bad shot if it's yeah. a good shot maybe it goes in if it's a bad shot they rebound and they get the second chance point attempt and so that's what they do. so they're just they're just crazy aggressive on pushing the pace and they're crazy aggressive in terms of rebounding because again so much of their how they get points is, is second chance points and I, I was I was glad to see A-State hanging there in in that aspect and again to continue to keep it a competitive game uh, with the fact that you know, A State only played seven seven players. I, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is, long story long, because I cannot tell a I'm incapable of summing up anything quickly anymore. I'm counting this as a moral victory for A State, and I know everybody feels a little bit different on on moral victories. I mean, look, they 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 don't help you in the stat column, obviously, but sometimes as a fan, they they help you sleep a, a little bit better than not at night you know despite only playing seven players you know this is as close as a state has hung with troy in the past five years it's the smallest margin of defeat in the past five years and i i just i was a little aggravated in the way thursday unfolded thursday night was not a good game it was one that i feel like they should have could have won yes but yeah. i felt a lot better with this one yeah, especially given what what Little Rock did to to South Alabama on Saturday, that one that one hurts. With this A State team now, of course, it's it's a lot of questions of what happens next, and what you hope does not happen next in the immediate uh, next few weeks is you hope you're not having a Jaira Washington situation again, like we saw last year. And what I mean by that, because obviously Jaira's healthy, she's playing, she's scoring a lot of points, but what we saw last year is we saw a pretty good start to the season for Arkansas State that was derailed by Jaira's injury. And then they lost, I forgot how many they lost, in a row before they were able to get back in in the win column. And this season, well, A-State was without Kia Patton on Thursday, without Kia Patton on Saturday. They're probably going to be without Kia Patton for a few weeks. So are we going to see the same thing? Are we going to see this team lose their best player and just completely not be able to rebound. One of the things that has been significantly different over these past couple games is, is a state's assist numbers without Patton there. You know, when, when Patton was healthy, you kind of had both Patton and Washington that could both score or dish it out. Well, with Patton gone, more of the focus on scoring has to be on Jaira. And so now there's just not as much of, the dis- distributing the basketball because somebody's got to be able to score the points. Jaira's one of the most aggressive players in the paint, so that falls to her. So are we going to continue to see games that that look like what we saw Saturday where A-State only had 10 assists but yet turned it over 18 times? Those are not numbers that are typically going to win you basketball games. So that's that's the concern. Are we about to see a repeat of 2021 just with Kia instead of Jaira? 
Yeah, hopefully not. I mean this this weekend is uh, this weekend's huge. I mean you need to split this weekend because you know obviously next weekend going you feel pretty good about you know ULM on Thursday night, but then you have to go to the Cajun Dome on Saturday, and it's never easy to to win there. And and so you really need to you know a sweep would be nice, but yeah. at least a split this weekend of the Texas schools. Of course, one of the things that you know continues to loom. Uh, over this season is is what's going to happen in terms of do you stick with Destiny Rogers following the season, or do you look for a you know a national search? How do you how do you size up and truly evaluate Destiny Rogers? Well, now you kind of add another wrinkle to that with with Patton going down. Um, but the question is also you know what what criteria are you using for the evaluation? It, like it was really fun to watch A State when they won these three games and when they started out what six and one seven and one under Coach Des uh, somewhere in that neighborhood and so it just felt like there was all of this momentum and everybody was getting on board with yeah just you know remove the interim and let's make Coach Rogers the the coach of A State and obviously when you have back to back losses that talk dies down a little bit but you know you go back to the preseason and this was this was not expected to be a good year for A State it it wasn't you know A State was picked. 10th out of 12 teams in the preseason. So when you add all that in together and continue to evaluate, how what level of expectations does she need to exceed to be able to continue to be a state's coach? I don't have that answer. And even if I had my own answer formulated in my head, it's I mean, it's irrelevant. I don't get to make that decision. But a state has, you know, they they Hit a little bit of a bump in the road. So how do they respond now against UTA and Texas State to home games coming up this week? And again, we'll, we'll find out Thursday. We'll, we'll find out Saturday. Uh, looking at standings from around the Sun Belt, uh, on the women's side of things, App State, Little Rock uh, in the lead at 3-1. and one. Of course, they're teams that have missed half of their season. So if the season ended today, they would be seated at the bottom half of the bracket. But uh, hopefully there's still time for everybody to get Everything worked out, and, and we won't see that uh, happen at the end of the season. Uh, preseason leader, Troy is at 5-2. and two, So they're tied for third with UTA, followed by Louisiana South Al, and then A-State at 3-3. Three and three. Texas State is at 3-4, and four, followed by Georgia Southern Coastal Carolina. Georgia State is 1-3. They've also missed a good chunk of games. And ULM bringing up the rear. They're winless so far on the women's side of things in Sunbelt Conference play. On the men's side of things, a little surprised. Uh, to still see Georgia State at the very bottom of the standings for the men. They are winless so far on the season. So, uh, wow, you know, when is, when is that going to change? They were not picked to win the league this year, but they're always picked to be a competitive team. They've just had a lot of success. They had their own COVID issues, so they did have a couple games knocked out, but they're 0-4. You know, next to the bottom of the standings is Georgia Southern. Then ULM uh, a little bit above that. Is there two and six? And I'm going from the bottom to the top here in the men's standings, by the way. Coastal Carolina ahead of ULM, UTA, and Little Rock both at 500. Texas State is three and two. South Al Troy both four and two. The Raging Cajuns currently third in the Sun Belt at five and two, which means App State is second. Arkansas State is first. And that game Thursday in Boone will be for first place in the Sunbelt Conference on the men's side. So 
didn't really have that one circled <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of the season. But yeah, hey, now it's a battle for yeah. first. Uh, hey, look, and, and, and credit app, you know, they kind of came out of nowhere last year and, and won the Sunbelt Conference uh, title. They won the, the tournament. So they know what it takes to get it done, and, and I'm sure once once you get there, you want to continue to be there. So that'll be a fun one coming up on Thursday. Really looking forward to that. That East swing is tough travel-wise. I don't think A-State has had a lot of success making that, that swing. I'll have to go back and double-check. I don't think A-State has ever swept that road trip. We need to go back and look. But it's not impossible. The Raging Cajuns swept that road trip earlier this year. It can be done. A-State's just going to have to work hard to be able to do it. There was one notable score from around the league this weekend that caught my attention on Saturday. And it was because uh, Little Rock and UTA was a wild ride. Uh, That was a triple overtime game, by the way, if you weren't keeping up. And, of course, I follow Mitchell Gladstone of the the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and he was there taking that one in and and live-tweeting the game. And it seems like I would look and... Little Rock would be up big, and I would see a tweet uh, five minutes later, and UTA had gone on like a 14-1 run, and then Little Rock would answer and pull away again, and then UTA would go on a run. And I read somewhere that Little Rock just flat out ran out of players, and they had to put their student managers in the game. I'm trying to remember if I dreamed that or not. Kind of crazy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that would be crazy. I tell you what, I'm gonna I'm investigate during the uh, during the break because <laughs> it's one of those things you read that and you're like, did did are we sure that happened? Did that really, definitely, absolutely, 100% happen? Because I was about to look at the box score and then I realized I pulled up a game from I don't even know what year this is. I got to go back and find that box score. We'll tell you when we come back. Keep it here with us on the ticket. We are the station that always has our howl on. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station, 95.3. The Ticket. Quick Lane in Jonesboro is your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, and alignments. Quick Lane is the home of buy three, get one free on tires and oil changes. With tires starting as low as $59 and the everyday low oil change price of $34.99. Plus, financing options are available. At Quick Lane, we also do brakes and alignments for all makes and models. Your one-stop shop for tires, brakes, alignments, and oil changes is Quick Lane. At the corner of Caraway and Highland, Next to Tommy's Car Wash or call 870-934-1907. Right tire at the right price right now. Classic Tire Service is the area's biggest selection of in-stock tires at the lowest price with outstanding service, including our four tires, one hour guarantee. Plus, we make the purchase easy on the budget with our Plaza Tire Service card or no credit needed financing options. In Jonesboro on South Caraway and at our newest location on East Johnson Avenue, Plaza Tire Service has the right tire at the right price right now. Come see us today at Plaza Tire Service. The folks at 1812 Pizza Company want to thank you for supporting locally owned businesses during times like this. At 1812 Pizza, still feeding your family the best pizzas, sandwiches, and salads at all three of their locations. You can get curbside pickup in Manila or at Hilltop, and the Ray Street location has a drive through window. Delivery is available from all 1812 Pizza locations, and it's brought to your door by one of their employees, not a third-party company. From their family to yours, thanks for eating local with 1812 Pizza Company. 
Your vehicle is a personal and important investment. At Central Collision Center, we're more than collision repair. We do everything from minor paint touch-ups and windshield replacements to framework. We're committed to customer satisfaction and provide the highest quality of service. At Central Collision Center, we provide honest and expert auto care and offer a written lifetime warranty and on-site rental car arrangements. Stop by or give us a call today to schedule your free estimate. Central Collision Center, professional, convenient, reliable. Find Central Chevrolet on Stadium and online at centralcollisionctr.com. Nucor Steel, North America's most diversified steel and steel products company, is hiring. Nucor Steel Arkansas and Nucor Yamato Steel are seeking applicants for entry-level production positions. Come work for an elite company with highly competitive pay and amazing benefits. These positions offer an average starting compensation of $80,000. Medical, dental, and vision plans, life insurance, education benefits, and more. Go to jobs.nucorar.com to create a profile and join Nucor Talent Network. Then be online Monday, January 31st at 7.30 a.m. when registration begins. Only a set number of applications will be accepted. Don't miss this chance to work for one of Northeast Arkansas's great companies, Nucor Steel, and apply for this entry-level production position Monday, January 31st at 7.30 a.m. at jobs.nucorar.com. That's jobs.nucorar.com. Nucor is an equal opportunity affirmative action employer and a drug free environment giving you a hundred and ten percent and taking it one show at a time here's Kara Ritchie Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate with your phone lines open at 9303776 Kavanaughcars.com poll question well, we'll tell you about it here in just a second. Of course, it's sponsored by our great friends at KavanaughCars.com. Today would not be a bad day to get out and about and look for your next new or new-to-you vehicle. But I tell you what, um, it's not going to be this nice tomorrow. So uh, if you can't venture out today, tomorrow would be a great day to, to shop online. You can find the full Kavanaugh inventory right there for you at KavanaughCars.com. You can even go ahead and find out what your trade is worth. You can get pre-approved. If you really want to, you can buy a car from your couch. And that is all available for you at KavanaughCars.com. The question now, of course, last night with that awesome Bills and Chiefs game, a lot of you had different thoughts on how that one ended. Uh, In the sense that uh, a lot of people talking today about the NFL overtime rule. So it seems like almost everybody, when that game was over last night, was was kind of sharing one, one of two thought processes. You either turned off your TV and thought, man, these NFL overtime rules are terrible. Or you turned off your TV and you said, Bills just should have made a stop. So which camp are you in today? Which statement more accurately sums up how you feel about that ending last night? 67% of you are hating on the NFL overtime rules. I kind of figured it would lean that direction today. That's that's okay. Uh, but uh, looking forward to continuing to hear your thoughts on that throughout the next 30 minutes here on the Workday Red Zone. Again, phone lines are open. Let's check in on Wade. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for the phone call. Um, I, I don't really follow the NFL very much. I, it, I just saw uh, little bits and pieces on Facebook. I guess they were exciting games, so that's great. Um, my brother-in-law and sister and nephews live in the Nashville area in Murfreesboro, so we're Titans. Um, but other than that, I don't really pay much attention, so I can't really comment. Um, I, don't, I don't really have a lot of use for the most part for the professional athletes. 
So, well, you should weigh in on on something else instead of telling us what you don't like. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I well, I mean, the reason I called is because I'm I'm excited and I'm 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 glad to eat crow. I've not been real happy with men's basketball. Mm-hmm. Game this weekend, and I'm, I'm happy. Uh, you know, I think they've still got a um, a little ways to go before we're there, but uh, definitely. And there's some talent uh, on that team, so they're fun to watch. And um, on the other on the other side, the women. I'm just so sad for the coach because it looked like. You're cutting out on us on us just a little bit, yeah. But I, I'm guessing yeah. you're talking about how you know, kind of a setback there with with Kia going going down. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, um, but now, what they end up losing the women ended up losing by what six, seven? They lost by seven at Troy. Yeah, seventy nine, seventy two was the final there. Okay, so I mean, um, the you know moral victories and all that stuff. I'm I'm not a big fan, but I, they definitely have improved. So. Uh, they were in that game, and and again, at, down a key player, um, they were definitely in the game. So I'm encouraged. I'm disappointed because I just had my mind all psyched up that they were going to win that. Uh, but pleased that the men got theirs, and the women will uh, hopefully regroup. And will uh, I'm encouraged for for what lies ahead still with the women. Yeah, uh, just how you know, obviously, how they navigate this time without Patton is 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 going to be huge, but. Uh, it certainly does not doom the rest of the season. I mean, you've got some uh, games coming up that that you can win, games you can coming up that you can be competitive in. So they're right. they're going to have to do that. They're going to have to respond strong in in some unfortunate circumstances. Well, and you know, again, being an interim coach uh, for her her uh, what seven or eight games she's coached, mm-hmm. uh, I'm still pleased with the work she's put out. I mean, definitely the team looks like they're playing as a team and they're fun to watch so i just think that's going to be more fun in the future too so anyway that's my two cents worth uh, i mean think about it you get to put your two cents worth in but you only get a penny for your thoughts somebody's making a thought <laughs> so anyway appreciate you guys go red wolves thanks for the phone call today wade Nine three zero three seven seven six is the number to call look saturday was fun at first national bank arena if you again and i know i'm keep saying this this over and over, but but with this team, you've got obviously international talent with with Omir. You've got local talent with Desi Seals and Marquis Seaton and Avery Feltz. And even if you didn't have you know the the local tie-ins, one of the things that's enjoyable about this team is is typically they they play an exciting form of basketball. Now Texas State is a team that slows down the pace a lot, and we saw Arkansas State kind of kind of go with that a little uh typically this is an a-state team that likes to score more in the 70s or even if they can get to 80 they're all about it but texas state slowed it down just a, a little bit so we didn't see quite as high scoring and of an affair as uh, maybe this team wanted but still i mean they're going to push the pace a lot um you're going to see a lot of alley-oops there were seven dunks uh in that game and it, and it wasn't just omir there was an impressive dunk by uh by jackson an impressive dunk by seals so it's just it is just entertaining basketball right now for the A State men. Again, uh, back to the KavanaughCars.com question as we size up what was a really really awesome uh, NFL weekend. We kind of covered well. We touched on all the games today, but a couple segments ago we went pretty heavy on the first three. But of course that leaves one last one to dive into, and 
of course, in the NFL weekend, they they saved the best for last. I mean, going into that weekend, I know personally that's that's the game that I was the most excited about. When you look at the quarterback matchup, when you look at the way that both teams performed, again, it was against much weaker competition, but you look at the way both teams performed in the wild card round, and you felt like it was going to be a good one. I did not think it was going to be an instant classic because yeah. that's what that game was. Yeah, like one of the best NFL games I've ever seen. Yes. Seeing two teams combined for 25 points in the last two minutes of regulation is, is insane. We've never seen that before in the playoffs. I think there's only been one other NFL game, period, that tops it. So you saw that. You saw insane performances, of course, from, from Mahomes and Allen. Uh, 707 combined yards, seven touchdowns, a rush touchdown for Mahomes, no interceptions from either player. You just really don't see stat lines like that. And, of course, I like points. I know some of you are big on the defensive battles. I do not. So if somebody would tell me right now that that somebody's going to put up 40 in every single NFL game for the, the rest of the time that I watch, I'm, I'm okay with that. 42 to 36 was your final in case you uh, lost track of all the scoring there at the end. But again, it was just an instant classic. When I think back, you know, I, I'm looking forward to these future Mahomes and Allen battles. But when I think back over the past, oh, four years, to the most entertaining NFL games that I've watched, typically Patrick Mahomes is, is involved with them. Uh, I think, was it, I'm trying to remember here, and my memory's a little foggy. That's what happens when you get old. I think it was a Chiefs-Chargers game. It was Monday Night Football. This was about four years ago, three or four years ago. And it was like a 50-48 to game. It was an instant regular season classic. But these are just the type of performances that Mahomes is, is always capable of pulling off. And the fact that we know now that 13 seconds is too much time is unreal. Yeah, I just want to know how it's 2022 and we still have no answer on how to cover a tight end. I mean, it's across all levels of football. Yeah. Like, the tight end is the most uncoverable person in the history of sports. I, it, like, every play they're open. I don't understand it. Uh, Maybe too big to be covered by a defensive back, too athletic to be covered by – too quick to be covered by a linebacker? I mean, I don't know. Because the Kelsey play was what set him up. And yeah. Travis Kelsey was like wide open for a 20-yard completion. I mean, look, Patrick Mahomes had a great game, but he was certainly helped out by Kelsey. And, of course, when you have the, one of the fastest men in professional sports that's not a track star on your team, um, that's going to help you a lot. I mean, that one of those Tyree Kill touchdowns, it should have been like a 13-yard play. And it was a 64-yard touchdown. Because just the second he hits the gas, good luck. If you're not in front of him, you're not catching up with him from behind ever, ever, ever. So you just got to hope and pray that you've got some defenders positioned just right to be able to get to him. Because if not, he's, he's in the end zone. And one of the crazy things today, I, I think we've gone maybe this, this entire show <laughs> and have not mentioned the guy... Who hauled in four touchdown passes last yeah, night? That's just how incredible of a game it was. Right. I mean, Gabriel Davis went out and had the game of his life, and he is just 
one footnote in, again, what was just, uh, what was nuts last night. Hello, Red Wolf Mark. Hello, Mr. Ricky. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing today, Kate? I'm good. Well, uh, guess what, Mr. Kate? What's that? John Bulls got to come play Middleton Tuesday night. Yes, they are. And don't, don't, I'm, I'm kind of hoping my nothing Raiders put a beat down on them. I hope so, too. Yeah, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm going to cross my fingers real good and tight. Yeah. Now, I ain't going to cross my toes, so. Um, what in the world are we talking about? I, I started looking yeah. on Twitter and I lost track of com- the conversation. Uh, who, who won the pick? Yeah. I don't know. I forgot to look at him this morning. Oh, I can't say how I done. Yeah. Uh, here, are you going? Are you going to do some hot and go cutter tickets when they when they come? You know what, Red Wolf Mark? Usually on this program, if we have anything at all to give away, we announce it. Yeah, because I'm going to try to win on if you do. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, John Farr, you come on over to Nelson tomorrow night and get a whipping. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to say go to everybody in Jonesboro. Mm-hmm. And go, go everybody in White. And, and I'm going to say go Miss Lisa. She's in White. And uh, I'm going to say thank you. Thanks, Red Wolf Mark. Go to break, come back, wrap it up. Keep it with us on the ticket. We're not as socially awkward as you think. Search for 95.3 The Ticket on Facebook and follow us at 95.3 The Ticket on Twitter. Don't wait to lose weight. Your weight loss can start today at the all-new Elite Total Health in Jonesboro. Hey, it's Brandon Baxter, and Elite Total Health is weight loss done differently. Your weight loss journey will be medically assisted and supervised by a doctor, a nurse practitioner, and a team of nurses. And they're going to customize a plan that fits your life and your goals. It doesn't matter if you want to lose 5 pounds or 75 pounds. The team at Elite Total Health will be there every step of the way. And if there's one thing I've learned over the years, it's that we can't take a one-size-fits-all approach to diet. We're all built differently from our body composition to our hormones. So stop trying those fad diets that just crash your metabolism. And stop choking down those bars and shakes. Schedule your weight loss consultation today with Elite Total Health. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 until 6 and 8 until 1 on Saturday. Call 870-206-8250 or go see them at 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Elite Men's Health and Rob Taylor State Farm. And you can find out more on Facebook when you search Elite Total Health Jonesboro. You've got a lot riding on how well your car gets repaired. When you choose Stadium Auto Body after an accident, you know you've chosen the best body shop in Northeast Arkansas. Stadium Auto Body is iCar Gold Class certified, meaning our auto body professionals have current, up-to-date training that contributes to complete, safe, and quality repairs. Accidents happen. We're what happens next. Stadium Auto Body in Jonesboro and StadiumAutoBody.com. Stadium Auto Body, take care of you. 
Central Ford in Truman is Central Satisfaction. What is Central Satisfaction? Making sure you get the best deal on your next vehicle and award-winning customer service after you buy. Central Ford has new inventory arriving every day, plus a great selection of quality pre-owned vehicles. Looking for an SUV? Select from several expeditions, edges, and escapes on the lot. Central Ford is Central Satisfaction, just off I-555 at exit 29 in Truman and online at centralfordtruman.com. Gazaway Ace in Paragould and Jonesboro reminds you that whatever the project, they're the place that has everything you need. Skip the rake this season. Power up your cleanup with an Ego 650 power blower. Check out the full line of Ego tools and save 10% on the Ego 650 blower. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks and helping you is the most important thing we do. That's Gazaway Ace on Hilltop in Jonesboro and West Kings Highway in Paragould. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go Gazaway. Attention, members and guests. Make plans for Live with the Red Wolves Monday night from 6 to 7 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join women's coach Destiny Rogers, men's coach Mike Bellotto, and a special player guest. And listen on 107.9 K5. Plus, audience members can win prizes from textbook brokers. It's all at Lost Pizza Monday night at 6 during Live with the Red Wolves, presented by the Arkansas Department of Health and sponsored by Crown Limousine, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and Blue Cross Blue shield agent woody harrelson you've already mailed it in at work today so you might as well keep it right here back to the workday red zone all right it is the home stretch here on the workday red zone just a few minutes left for you to chime in on today's program, 9303776 is the number to call. How did you feel after Bills and Chiefs was over? Did you think, man, these NFL rules got to go? Or did you think, eh, Bills should have made a stop? Which camp are you in today? I do wonder now, you know, we've... it. it one thing that does kind of stink about this game is, is the fact that the overtime rules are such a huge part of the discussion today. Instead of sitting here and spending this entire show singing the praises of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and and so many other players that played so incredibly well, like just a huge part of today's show was talking about why it wasn't as great as as it could have been. And that is kind of a downer that you're taking away some of the spotlight from what happened over the weekend, which was as good of a playoff weekend as we are ever, ever ever going to see so that is a little bit unfortunate so now with that with so much conversation on it yet again will this actually get the owners to consider tweaking the NFL overtime rule or is this going to be just like in 2019 where this time it's the Bills who step up and say hey uh, we'd really like to, to have a discussion about this rule and everybody else says no just like it was uh, when it was again, it was the Chiefs that did that in '19. Will it be the Bills that do that this year, or is this just what we get? I don't know. I think something probably has to be done about the uh, the overtime rule because, too, like you've also had teams tie in the regular season, yeah. and that's just dumb. I hate ties in in general. So you would think at some point something has to be done about it. At least give both teams a possession. One thing that I wonder about is. One, I'm not as up to speed on the NFL's collective bargaining agreement as I am in baseball, mainly because it's not talked about ad nauseum all the time. 
players and owners meeting today, by the way. I'm sure we'll complain about that tomorrow. Yeah, I'm but sure nothing good will nothing, come out of that. Nothing productive is going to come out there. But but I'm not as up to speed on that. But any change, of course, that's made, a significant change that's made in the NFL is going to have to be ran by the players first. And one concern about extending games to where they don't end in ties or adding more plays or more possessions or things like that, we just saw the NFL add a 17th game. So any conversation about adding potentially more plays, more time on the field, more potential for injury to a player's workload is might be looked at a little bit skeptically. It, it might We're not going to see a quick fix to this. We're just going to have to hope that it doesn't happen again in, in this NFL playoffs, really, is kind of what we're left with here as fans. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, everything now, of course, uh, turns everybody turns your attention now to, to what's next. Of course, in the short term, you look at now the conference championship matchups that are really exciting. You know, the Chiefs are going to be the first team to host four straight conference championship games. We'll see that come up this weekend. So they are now the Super Bowl favorite. Uh, with the four teams that are remaining, they're going to host the Bengals on the Sunday afternoon slate. And then the Sunday late slate coming up is the 49ers at the Rams. So we're going to get, hopefully, another exciting weekend of football. We'll see. I kind of, I, I know everybody's going to count the Bengals out. They're one of the biggest underdogs so far in the playoffs, period. But you know how sometimes teams that are really young or players that are really young can shine in huge moments. It's almost because, like, they don't know any better. They don't know they're supposed to be nervous and psyched out. Maybe this is what the Bengals will do on Sunday. I hope. I'm, I'm kind of Kansas City fatigued a little bit. I mean, it's going to start to happen. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I just, I'm just a little Kansas City fatigued. I... And it almost has nothing to do with the team on the field. It's more so uh, the drama surrounding like Patrick Mahomes off the field because I just don't want to see it on social media every week. Basically, you just want Jackson Mahomes to stay off TikTok. Yes, basically that. <laughs> and then like, well, like first off, if I'm at a game and it's 30 degrees and it's freezing and Patrick Mahomes' wife pours champagne on me from their suite, I'm not going to take it well. Oh, okay. So I've missed... Yeah, she was like breaking open a bottle of champagne and poured it on fans last night in a celebratory fashion from their suite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I miss that. Yeah. I would not be particularly thrilled with that either. That is, uh, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, I got it. I get you. You can get tickets for maybe a part of the stadium that is far, far away from Patrick Mahomes' wife. <laughs> at the very top of the stadium. Yes, at the very top of the stadium, Bengals and Chiefs, $437. See, that's up from what it was last night. Because I just out of sheer curiosity, I looked and it was about three twenty. So they've gone up a hundred dollars today. Still cheaper than Niners Rams, which is clocking in at five ninety nine right now on the secondary. Market. Is that is that in Inglewood or is that at San Fran? That game, yeah, yeah, that one is in uh, in in Inglewood. Okay, is where that one's going to be played. So five ninety nine. Low, low price. I'll be watching from my couch. It's <laughs> where I've watched every NFL game this season. It's a good place to watch. I'll try not to get my dog so riled up next weekend. Again, he I think he was legitimately concerned that I was pacing the living room last night. I couldn't help it. It was one of those games where you just, after a certain point, you couldn't sit down. 
No rooting interest. Still couldn't sit down. It was that awesome. I uh, appreciate you all recapping the weekend with us today. This two hours went by quickly. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by the drive at 3 o'clock. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Budrow at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. The Workday Red Zone will be back at noon. For Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Have a great, great day.